Welcome back to Where's the Nuance with myself, El Nino. This week I'm joined by Larissa Vasile. She is the creator of the popular page on Instagram, Saturn Revolution, and it's all about astrology. So for any of you astrology girlies out there like myself, this episode is for you. We talk about what the hell astrology even is, the nuances of how it might impact our lives, why it might not be for everyone, what the hell a retrograde Gatorade thingy even means, and everything that's coming up in this week and the following month. So if you are interested in how the stars and their placements within your chart and house might be affecting your life, well, this episode is for you. And I highly recommend if you wanna get into astrology more, really wanna do a deep dive into your own placements, definitely take up a reading with Larissa Vasile. She is amazing, very intuitive channeler, and also a lovely lady. I hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast. Adios. All right, thank you very much for coming on to the podcast, Larissa. Um, you are the owner of Saturn Revolution, which is actually a page that I follow on Instagram. It's an astrology page. Um, for anyone listening, my own personal views on astrology were very critical when I was younger. I always thought that astrology was silly, albeit it never stopped me from knowing what my star sign was as a Gemini and knowing what these character traits were. But I always found it hard to grasp the idea that the stars and their locations in space could ever impact my life. But Larissa, you are an astrologist, am I correct? Yeah, that's true. Uh, thank you for so, having me. Absolutely, my pleasure. So what's, what's the deal with astrology? How did you get into this? How did you learn about it? And how do the stars apparently impact our lives? Uh, well, I got into it a few years ago. Um, and it just, I feel, I always feel like, I always say that astrology kind of found me. Uh, because, you know, it's in those kind of low times in our lives that uh, we just find something that we can uh, relate to. And that's very important. And I feel like that's where astrology plays a big part into everyone's lives, uh, especially in a moment in which you feel a bit vulnerable. Um, it really helps you with that to kind of discover yourself as well. Um, and I... I don't think I, I wasn't skeptical about it before. I kind of knew the basics of everything, but obviously I didn't understand the complexity of it until I got to, you know, learn it. And it, it just uh, all made sense. Um, and I discovered it just by, I mean, I first started with tarot, actually. I got into tarot a few years ago um, and it was right after I went through a breakup. So it was kind of like, oh, I needed something to you know, rely on and Sarah was there, but it became this thing because I started to do it for my friends and then my friends started to resonate with my readings. Um, and that's when I understood, oh, I can actually do this for other people and I actually enjoy doing it. Um, and then later on, after another uh, significant event in my life when my dad passed away, um, that's another uh, time when kind of astrology just made sense because I, I needed it in my life then. And um, it was very, um, I don't know, touching to understand how it um, it plays out into my life, I guess. I love it. Yeah. So in one way, shape or form, you recognize that for a lot of people, we come to astrology or anything really when we're looking for answers, when, like you said, you feel a little bit vulnerable and you're, you need something to relate to. But I guess I'm curious, do you think that that impacts or influences um, I don't know how much somebody connects with it. You know, will I connect with something more just because I'm hoping for it and waiting for an answer? 
Um, I, I believe it takes a lot of self-awareness and I believe that astrology is not for everyone. Obviously, mm. like it's, uh, it's not this thing that you just have to be into because everyone is into it. But when you have that, when you meet it and you have that special connection and you feel like uh, it resonates with you, that's when I feel like you can uh, definitely connect with it better. Um, and you don't have to uh, have necessarily like a significant life event that happens to get into astrology. But I do think that it's nice to, you know, have a little guidance now and then. And I think it, it most definitely can come into your life as that. So, but I think that um, it's not necessarily that you're looking for it. It's just that it can kind of come to you whenever you, you need it or the universe feels like you need it because I believe astrologers are messengers and mm. basically I am here to kind of tell you something that you probably already know about yourself, you know, but through my uh, expertise, I'm here to kind of shed a light on that. And it's your responsibility at the end of the day, if you want to take it or leave it, or if you are, you know, if it resonates with you or not. And I feel like this is also another important important point when it comes to astrology because there's so much information out there, and sometimes you know astrology has this um, um, reputation of being um, like sometimes there's a lot of um, pop culture elements that are associated with it, and I feel like that's not the core of what astrology is. You know, like mm. sun signs or um, Mercury retrograde or things like that like this is kind of a dramatized version of what astrology really is um so it's important to whenever you're search, you're on your instagram for instance just looking at things and some astrology information comes on you have to first ask yourself is this message for me or like i don't resonate with it so then i just don't i, I can skip through it and it's fine mm. so you said that a lot of it can be very pop culture based but you feel like it's a lot more complex and that as an astrologer a lot of what your role is is to be a, a messenger for something else what what is the mess where are these messages coming from um i think these messages are in general floating around us like um in the universe um i mean that's my belief about it and it doesn't matter if it's astrology that you come across it through or if it's something else like you just, I don't know, see it written in the back of a van or something like smile or whatever, you know. Uh, but as long as it resonates with you, I think it's important to take it into consideration. I love that. And what is your view on astrology? Because I know you said that there is a pop culture view and that you have a more like, let's say, detailed or complex view. So what what is your view of astrology if you don't mind me asking um i mean i believe it's a tool like a self help tool that uh, anyone can use and anyone can access anytime and it's a great tool especially if you want to uh get to know yourself better and especially if you want to get to know your authentic self and uh you know what lies beneath the surface um and i believe that it's really uh important to be open to receiving this kind of guidance as well um and i think that in with astrology for instance you can see who you are as a person for instance um 
you know that I'm an Aquarius, right? So I know I'm an Aquarius. So that means that I'm uh, independent or, you know, all these kinds of things that they say about Aquarius, weird, whatever. But then there's also different aspects in my chart that can show other areas of my life. Like how am I in relationships, you know, or how am I uh, in when I want to get motivated? And if I have some questions and I want to figure that out more about myself, it's mostly things that I already kind of know. So astrology is more like a reassurance that helps me um, to kind of be awakened to those things about myself mm -hmm. or for instance, um, our ascendant in astrology shows us how we view the world. It shows our identity um, and um, how other people perceive us. But then there's also the descendant, which is the opposite sign of the ascendant. Um, so, for instance, my ascendant is Capricorn. Then the descendant uh, would be Cancer. So Capricorn is my way of showing up as, you know, pre pretty responsible, work-oriented, and things like that. But then my descendant comes into play, which is the side of me that only people that are close to me get to know, which is the empathetic side. It's the side that it's... And it's a side that I have to accept within myself because kind of the descendant shows you your shadow side. And I mm. feel like that's where astrology comes into play in the sense that it allows you to accept all sides of yourself. It's not, even if it seems like it's a limiting, you know, tool, it's actually an enlightening tool, which just allows you to uh, open up to all, all the complexity of who you are. I love that. No, I mean, look, in my own experience, it's been pretty remarkable and uncomfortable at times how, how accurate, um, you know, certain apps have been. Like I, I've used CoStar and the pattern, which I think were, I like the apps and you know they gave me an understanding of how I would be in a relationship and like you said how I am romantically or in love or my sex and aggression and what often would happen is exactly what it would say is exactly what would play out in my relationships and it it was kind of interesting even when you can do the you can pair yourself with a certain person and it tells you how you guys may, might communicate, where there might be tension given your uh, different alignment on the chart. And it has always been almost extremely accurate. And, and this is why, at least for me, I have a very hard time denying that it's telling me something because while I can't totally understand it, the way I try to is, well, if I know for certain that the moon that's just right here affects the tides, of our, of our planet and I'm made of water, right? And I have water within me. I'm sure it's probably pulling at some part of me. Now, beyond that, would stars and celestial masses of, you know, in our universe, in our galaxy that are moving in certain ways, might they not have a pattern on my persona here that I present? I think that it's like, I, I go, why not? You know, that, that's why I have, I mm -hmm. suspend my doubt and I go, yeah, why not? If I already know that on some scientific uh, lens, you know, these or these celestial, you know, objects are affecting the planet. So why wouldn't they affect us in other ways? And I've seen that they have impacted my lives. And honestly, even when I go on your like Instagram, for instance, if I see something around what's going to happen in a new moon or, for example, and the different energies that might happen, it's like even if I go retroactively and I look at the post the week after it's already happened. So it's not like I put it in my mind to predict it. I go, wait, that's so weird. I was going through these kind of energetic changes. It's weird. I did feel lethargic that day. And mm -hmm. I, I simply go, I can't deny that clearly 
some people who are sharing their you know their readings from the the stars they're they're telling us something that's somewhat accurate and i, I don't know i can't explain it but i you know i want to commend what you do because i really think that it's it's real and so far it it has impacted my life thank you yeah i i mean i think that trying to rationalize it it's not uh necessarily the best way to always go about it when it comes to astrology because i feel like it's something that you have to intuitively feel and you don't mm. have to necessarily question it all of the time obviously like i said if some information just doesn't resonate with you then just don't take it but i feel like it's more about the feeling that it kind of uh, instigates in you and what that is it's supposed to uh, do and i do believe that there is obviously a collective energy that we are all going towards and that my example is the fact that uh, whenever i make a post i the way i do it is obviously i'm looking at the astrology of things for instance tomorrow there's a new moon in leo so i know that there's a new moon in leo happening so i just look at how that plays out like how it's going to look up in the sky but then i kind of wait for the message the intuitive message that wants to come through to come through and it's always kind of a reflection of my personal life so my page kind of feels like my personal journal that i'm putting it out there um and whenever i post the thing everyone is like oh my god i'm going through the same thing oh my god yeah you know so that's when you know that it's something collectively that we are impacted by and we're going through it's the difference is that it's uh, the same energy, but it's different situations, or that's how I have, uh, mm. you know, came about it. So, for instance, and that's why it's very important when uh, it comes to these planets and how uh, you interpret things for yourself to kind of try to do it, do an exercise and kind of do it for yourself. So knowing that tomorrow there's a new moon in Leo, for instance, and if you know the basics, just the fact that the new moon uh, means a new cycle and Leo is all about passion, it's all about motivation, it's all about creativity then you just wait for the new moon day and throughout the day um whenever you receive a spark for instance or a new idea or you know it doesn't have to be this huge thing it can be as accepted as that then you you kind of associate it with it and you realize that oh so this is what this new moon meant for me and mm. it can be as simple as that you know it doesn't have to be this uh, huge change that's always uh, portrayed as so I love it. So that's more the pop culture stuff. But yeah, so if I if I'm hearing you correctly, to reiterate what you're saying, it sounds like you are somebody who you understand the placements, the charts, uh, how you know what each star sign represents. So let's say thematically. But then you as a you have to act as a channel, intuitively sensing within yourself by connecting with your own emotions and feelings and going, well, what do I feel like this means? And then you kind of combine your own intuitive sense because you feel like you're tapped into a collective energy of which, you know, I would definitely say every great mind, including Carl Jung, who's one of my greatest intellectual uh, idols, you know, talks about the collective consciousness. There is something that you can in tune with that the collective is also attuned with. And then in doing that, then you create your post, your reading, you post it online. And I know for me, I'm being someone who follows you. I go, damn, I'm going through the same <laughs> thing. I like, you know, this really does hit. And, but like you said, it might not always be so dramatic as maybe some people play it out to be, but it can be mm -hmm. as simple as, wow, you know, that day I found a creative spark because I, I read a book and it inspired me to write a poem. And it could be as simple as that, or it could be, you know, it could be as dramatic as a new love enters your life. 
for sure yeah yeah and yeah also Carl Jung I know he got inspired by uh, astrology to yes. when it comes to the archetype so there's definitely that yeah I believe I mean there's obviously different approaches with astrologers but my approach is the fact that uh, whenever I even during my readings like I I use I think 80% of it is intuition and then the 20% is the knowledge that I know which is uh enough knowledge uh and but there's always obviously a place for improvement but when um I got to learn astrology at the beginning it was just I was just curious like oh what does because there's the signs and then there, there's the houses that's what there's called to interpret the birth chart and I was like what does these houses mean like I just asked one question then I started googling it and it just in like three months I knew enough to like interpret people's charts and everything and then when I I used to do five euro readings like live readings for five euros I was like you know very um yeah very passionate about what I was doing but again very terrified of what I was doing because I wasn't sure if what I'm saying is right or wrong I just felt like I had to do it and then people's feedback kind of you know uh made me understand how oh so I know what I'm talking about and it's that's when I understood that it's mostly about trusting that inner uh feeling and obviously whenever you top that with information uh that's when it's like the best combination you know what I love about that It seems like there's different philosophies, a way of knowing, right? And for instance, you have astrology and that's a way of knowing something, but then you also have to blend it with your own intuitive sense. And that in part is what helps you give an accurate reading. And I could reflect on my own self as a coach. I studied psychology and counseling. Now, I think that information was important, right? Not unlike the information that you learned about the houses and the star signs, but really for me to be an effective coach and work with people, because I'm like a spiritual coach, it's really not that I'm sitting there thinking about all the stuff I learned in school, a lot of it is actually very intuitive. It's really about, can I be present and energetically attuned to the person in front of me so that I can actively help them in a meaningful way? And I think in, in, in many ways, I see the same thing where it's like, regardless or irrespective of the philosophical framework that we use, a lot of what really makes the difference is our ability to intuitively present and intuitively connected to the person you're reading, the person you're working with, um, whatever it might be. And I, I wonder, how much do you know, because you mentioned that Carl Jung, you know, the famous Swiss psychiatrist, actually took archetypes from astrology. Do you know more about that? Or is that something you know a lot about? Um, not necessarily. No, I'm not. I don't know much about it. I just know... Um this is a fact and um i think it's very interesting how again uh you know he probably intuitively uh did so and how the archetypes do resonate with uh everything going on yeah they really do so if you don't mind i wanted to ask you about what do we have in store for the upcoming week in terms uh, okay. of <laughs> Um, a lot <laughs> a in lot. terms of that. Yeah. I mean, there's a new moon in Leo, like I said, happening tomorrow. Um, and that, that talks about, I mean, right now, collectively, <laughs> we're going through an energy, which is a bit chaotic when it comes to relationships, because the planet of relationship Venus is in retrograde, uh, in the sign of Leo. So that's, uh, it usually indicates the fact that, um, we are feeling like, um, 
relationships are kind of out of our control and our ego is trying to get into the way and trying to push further and trying to, you know, kind of make things happen a certain way that we want to. But then slowly with this new moon, we are going to realize what is it that we actually need, which might not be what we thought we wanted, but it might be um, just the fact that we need, I don't know, we need love or we need to um, hug our inner child, you know, or it, it might be that um, and actually acknowledging that is going to help us to get maybe what it is that we initially wanted, but from a point of view that's not connected to our ego and that doesn't come from there. So that's one thing. Um, another thing is we are going to go into Virgo season next week as well. And then Mercury goes retrograde, the thing that uh, people are usually worried about. Um, <laughs> Mercury and retrograde, everyone talks about it. Yeah, great. Um, so, I mean, when Mercury retrograde, it's like it happens three times a year, sometimes four times a year. So it's not that, you know, like we, we live through it. Um, but it usually, because right now there's also Venus retrograde and there's going to be around six planets retrograde at the same time. So it is, it can feel a bit heavy, but the lesson for it is to, again, go inward and it's kind of pushing us to do so and to reflect on what it is that we truly want. Um, and we might even, I don't know, see some themes of the past resurface, um, that, or even some people from the past, but as a way to kind of make us reflect back on ourselves. So not to, so just want to dive in a little bit. What does it mean when a planet is in retrograde and what does Mercury in retrograde typically mean? Like what is Mercury associated with? So Mercury is, um, associated with communication, um, and technology, um, it's associated with the mind, so everything that's rational, because, uh, yeah, everything that is associated with that. And then um, the phenomenon of the planet going retrograde is when it starts to move in a different, I mean, it seemingly moves in a different direction. So instead of going like this, it goes like this. But in reality, it it's still going forward, you know? It's just like a kind of an illusion. Um, so that's where... Mercury retrograde is connected to the fact that we we might think that we are going backwards, but in reality, we're just going forward, but we have like a detour or we have a new realization or mm. things like that. I got you. I got you. Okay. I love it. Um, so retrograde, it's like an illusion. It's the illusion that a planet is now spinning on counter to like what it was typically spinning. And Mercury is associated with communication, intellect, the mind. And wh why do we, why is there a collective panic around that specific one? When I would think that Venus, which has to do with love and everything, shouldn't, wouldn't that be something we're more, you know, <laughs> interested in? For sure. I think it is because usually, um, because of the fact that it happens more often than Venus oh. when Venus goes retrograde less often. So it, it is also associated in pop culture, but it can happen. You know, it's not uh, something that cannot happen, but it can be associated with your exes coming back or mm. people from the past kind of resurfacing and coming back into your life, especially when it comes to communication, right? Because it's like, it seems like it's going backwards. So you're going back to uh, the past somehow, you know, but it's uh, again, and also retrogrades usually are associated with past lives or karma or things like that. So that's why uh, there might be connections 
that we have, let's say, uh, from a past life, like a contract with to uh, come into a connection again and to stir something within us. And uh, but usually it's not something that is long lasting. So I, gotcha. I guess that's why it's just this hype around uh, the next coming back. <laughs> so it's not usually long lasting, but it's like you said, there's like almost a karmic debt, a karmic uh, contract that needs to be cleared. I know it's really interesting because uh, in the type of yoga that I practice is called Kriya Yoga. You know, a, a big philosophy of it that underpins the science of what I'm doing in the meditation is the idea that my soul does in fact reincarnate on earth until it's ready to like, you know, ascend to higher pl uh, planes of existence. And that within this life, I will inevitably carry karma unless I become totally enlightened, you know, but I will have <laughs> karma. And then in the next life, my soul as a result of that karma, because the law, the universe works in a cause and effect way. It means that whatever I did here has an impact on my next life. And as such, I have to clear that energy out. Right. So I, I'm not, it's really interesting for me because I go, a lot of people think that astrology is very new age, but astrology is very ancient, right? It's like Vedic astrology is from, yeah. the, it's as old as yoga itself. It's thousands of years old. It's one of the oldest ways of knowing the spiritual life. Um, but yeah, I guess if I have a question at all, it's simply, as a Gemini, why do we get the worst <laughs> reputation? <laughs> um, I mean... It, there is this duality associated with Gemini, but again, Gemini is ruled by Mercury. So this Mercury retrograde is definitely going to be interesting for you in terms of uh, your inner reflection. <laughs> because whenever Mercury goes retrograde, it's the planet that's kind of uh, ruling Gemini. So it does directly affect Gemini's, but it's a very, um, it can feel like there are some delays that might be happening into your life uh, but then again it's again redirection so it will lead you to the right path it's just about like being present with that and understanding that but in general yeah like I said there's a duality that is associated with Gemini um but I think it's again a very surface level uh you know kind of interpretation of everything because you're a Gemini but then your moon sign can be in something Aquarius. else your rising sign oh very nice I'm an Aquarius yeah. as well so yeah, your moon sign is in Aquarius. Do you know your ascendant? Uh, I know, I know everything. <laughs> I think I'm actually I'm Gemini, Gemini, like on most stuff. I'm like Gemini Sun, Gemini Rising, uh, then Aquarius Moon. Like I have, a, mm -hmm. I have so many airs. Uh, let me see my chart here. This is fun. Yeah, I'm ascendant Gemini. Ascend Gemini in Venus, Virgo, Mars, mm -hmm. Sagittarius, Pluto, Capricorn, Neptune, and then Aquarius, Uranus, Aquarius, Moon, Aquarius, Jupiter, mm -hmm. Aries, Saturn, Taurus, Mercury, Sun, Gemini. So I have like a ton of air in my, <laughs> right. in my house. Yeah. So that's all about um, communication in general and being open and conversation and kind of being able to um, be open to people's opinions of the world. And I believe that Gemini in general has a very uh, flexible way of looking at things. And that's where some people might be maybe triggered by it, you know, or they might be like, oh, so you mm. you believe in this, but then you also believe in this. Like, 
weighed. Society is made to think us, you know, it's it's making us to think that there's only one way of believing in things. But in reality, there can be two truths that just coexist. So I think Preach. Gemini highlights that. <laughs> I I can't agree more. See, the way that I conceptualize the world truly is that I truly believe no single individual human could fundamentally grasp the nature of the universe, that it is too complex, that God in of itself is ineffable. That is what the Bhagavad Gita says. It's what the scriptures say. It's unknowable. So as such, when somebody says one thing, I go, yeah, that could be true. And someone says another, I go, it's not that I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I think that the totality of the universe is so large that you could have things that exist. Like science could be a way of understanding the world, just as another one is a way of understanding. And one doesn't deny the other. It just simply indicates that our perception is always a limited one, that whenever you use anything from the mind, anything human created to understand the universe, you've limited your perception. And as such, you can't, you can't think that one way of knowing is the only way of knowing. But I think this triggers a lot of people, really, because like you said, we live, and this is the point of the podcast, we live in a dogmatic place. We live in a place that wants to assert that there is a black and white way of understanding the world, that there is only, you know, this is right or this is wrong or like astrology could not be real because this one thing didn't influence me one time but that's like saying but that's like saying science isn't valid because my uncle smoked cigarettes and he never got cancer it's like well no it's the same thing cigarettes do seem to cause cancer but i guess your uncle was lucky or there was a bunch of factors in place within his diet his exercise his, his genes that meant he didn't get it but like, yeah, I really, really am passionate about that idea that when people try to assume that there's only one way of knowing the world, I go, that's just a limited and, in my opinion, an egocentric way of seeing things. For sure, yeah. I mean, you said it perfectly. <laughs> so being in what you do, what, what do you offer in terms of readings and how do you perform a reading for someone? Um... Well, that's why I believe that um, readings are really important to have like a one-on-one -on -one reading with an astrologer that you obviously resonate with because even that's important, the connection that you have with an astrologer, just like you have with a psychologist or a therapist, um, that's very important as well. Um, so I believe that, first of all, you have to um, get a reading before you can, you know, start to really truly understand astrology and how it works, because that's way it will impact you. Like um, apps like CoStar or The Pattern, like they are great and it's a great way to start with and it's a great way to uh, inform yourself about certain things that are coming up. But when it comes to your personal life, it's going to be a bit hard to um, fully obviously grasp that thing unless someone it's explaining it to you so that's why I think that uh, readings are very personal and uh, usually I have readings that include a full birth chart reading in which um, in that one I look at people's uh, persona and how they are there's there's a specific one that's called day and night um, reading and it's we look at things that that person can do during the day so for instance like their relationships the way they uh, view life the, their work life and things like that and then things that are more associated to the night which is like your shadow side or what is your fear behind the certain why you took a certain decision and things like that um, and recently I've also been doing synastry readings which are relationship readings in which it's two people's birth charts basically put into one. And at the beginning of that one, you look at 
I mean, that's how I do it. I look at one person's chart because they're an individual um, and then another person's chart and then kind of put them together and see how their relationship dynamic is. And for that one, for instance, uh, I haven't started it a long time. I just recently started it and the feedback has been really great so far. And yeah, that, that I'm really excited about it. <laughs> I love it. I got to ask, just out of curiosity, have you ever had one of those and then you saw the birth charts and you immediately thought, mm -mm, this isn't going to work? <laughs> I mean, I did, but the truth is that I'm no, I'm in no position to tell anyone that. So what I, I mean, I, I like to be diplomatic. My Mars is in Libra, so what can you do? No, but like I do have these, like intuitively I can have, or if I look at something, I can have a reaction, which is like, oh, like I, I wouldn't, uh, maybe be with this person or this person, I don't know. But uh, then when I do read for the people, I'm letting them kind of understand that, not in the way that I'm pointing towards this person is bad or this person is uh, good, but in the way that I'm telling them, they might have a tendency to, I don't know, seek more freedom, but you have a tendency to want to like stay inside the house or something, I don't know. And through that, like the people can, you know, understand that, oh yeah, maybe, here, some things are not okay. But I believe that through anything, if you communicate, like it's really uh, easy to, I mean, it obviously depends on the situation, but there are some people that might just need to talk about certain things and try to find a middle ground for it, for example. No, I love that. But, in, yeah, yeah. No, in many ways, that reminds me a lot of, I think even like psychological work in a, in a way, you don't, if you don't go and tell them, yeah, this isn't going to work because this <laughs> trauma or that. No, you go like, well, do you see how you really value this? Yeah. And this person doesn't seem to value that. And then, again, it's very similar to that, right? And that you can't, you can't give someone their answer in a way. You, you can only help illuminate themselves. And hopefully in that illumination, they can see whether or not they want to continue being in a relationship with someone or at, at that job. And it's ultimately has to be their own decision, right? Yeah, and I think that's also the uh, approach we should have in general to astrology as something that is there and we, when we want to and if we want to, we can access it, we can use it. If we don't want to, we don't have to if we're not ready or, you know, it's just up to you. It doesn't have to be this uh, yeah, thing that it's you just always need to follow or always need to do things a certain way because an astrologer told you to do so. Uh, but when it comes to these sinistry readings, for instance, I had a reading recently in which, I mean, I'm not telling people, I cannot, um, I'm not the type to tell people like, oh, you are, you're probably this and that, you know, like I usually, for instance, in this reading, as an example, I told the person that um, she, it's, she, she was, um, she would rather, I mean, it's probably that she works in a field that is more empathetic but her partner might be working in a field that is more strict or rules-based and things like that. And that's why he might be a bit more cold. So that's where there can be a bit of a difference, but obviously communication can solve everything. And then in the feedback, she mentioned the fact that she's a psychotherapist and he's a doctor. <laughs> so I was like, wow, like, okay, that was spot on. I mean, I didn't tell them you're this and that, but still they kind of, um, the energy was there and I was focusing on the energy. I, I saw too as well that 
you know, you posted, you meditate, you have your own practices. Do you think it's important for you as somebody who works in the spiritual space, right? And one way or another, this is spiritual work. You're talking about people's past life karmic connections. You're talking about something that's beyond just persona as well as connecting to persona. You know, what are the practices that you feel are necessary for you to engage with them so that you can be intuitively sensitive to other people and not just be, you know, guided by your impulses or your own egoic judgments? Yeah, well, that's a great question, actually. Um, well, the thing is that I believe, first of all, you have to be sure of yourself. And especially if you get into this kind of work, you have to take it seriously. Because uh, I haven't, I mean, I've been doing this for, uh, I mean, my page, I have it for about three years, but only a month ago, I quit my job, my day job, because my uh, background is actually in advertising. And I wasn't resonating with the place and I wasn't resonating with the what I thought advertising should be and what it turned out to be when I actually was working there and I kind of decided that astrology for me it's important so I took responsibility for that and I was like if I want to do this for real and I don't want my clients to you know suffer from the fact that I come from work and then I do readings after work and I'm tired and things like that like I have to quit one or the other so I quit that and now I have time for to organize my own time and self and that's it feels amazing but at the same time it's a bit overwhelming I'm still kind of figuring it out when, I, when it comes to my routine, I really like to uh, make sure that I'm in the right space whenever I do a reading to make sure that I slept well or to make sure that I'm not in a rush. And if that happens, I would rather postpone it or I would rather do it the next day or, you know, if I feel like I'm not in the, the, the good mindset. And then I do meditate usually and I like, um, but I don't do it daily. I do it when I feel that I I feel called to do it. Um, and I really like focusing on meditation that is a bit longer um, and that kind of gets into the depths of things. And obviously, if I feel like I'm having a bad day, I would rather not do a reading for someone. I would rather first comfort, I mean, myself and try to focus on um, what, if I can, obviously, on what it is that I need to address first and then um, do the reading. That's awesome. And I, I think it's super mature and self-aware because one of my biggest critiques of people who are in healing modalities, whether that's therapists, coaches, or readers, is that I often do witness, you know, because I observe the world, is people who don't seem to take care of themselves in any way, shape, or form, or who seem very, you know, relaxed in their approach to their own health and yet here they are dispersing wisdom and 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 guiding people and i go you how can you know this is the blind leading the blind and i really think it's, it's super vital like you said you know if you, i if you notice you're not in the headspace to give a reading just postpone it because you know if it is it is such intimate work you know and people do come to this like you said often in times where they might be seeking an answer where they might really need it more than you know, more than uh, in, the, in the rest of their lives. And this moment is like, it's so important for, I don't know, for you and for me, anyone working in any of this kind of stuff to be really attuned to ourselves. Because like you said, right, if, if we're not taking care of ourselves, how can we step into that role where we're essentially providing some sort of guidance, right? At the end of the day, this knowledge, whether that's, you know, working with you as a reader or going to a therapist or a coach, that information, that conversation is what they use then guide them in their life and if we're not a hundred percent there we could really i think hurt people so i you know i just want to commend you for having that self-awareness because i think it's super important 
Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And I think that um, also there is this mm, pressure, I guess, from society to um, have it all figured out. And I really, I'm trying to be honest with my journey and I'm trying to, um, to also let everyone know that, oh, it's been just a month since I've been doing this. Like I'm still figuring out, I still have days when I'm like not able to be productive or days in which I just don't feel like showing up. And that's fine. And I feel like it's very important when it comes to your routine in general to figure out ways that work for you. For instance, the way I do it is, let's say I see a practice and on the internet or something and it resonates with me, I try it. And then if it feel, I feel like, oh, it's not for me, then I won't try to push myself or to force myself to do it. And also journaling is something that uh, I really love because I've been doing it since I was, I think I have yeah, exactly. I mean, I think I have journals from like all the years of my life, you know, I even when I was a kid, it, it would be the thing that I would go to. And sometimes looking back at those, it's like so impactful. And sometimes seeing how mature I was in certain situations when I was just, you know, a kid, um, it's very interesting. But obviously, most of them were like about, I don't know, my crushes or things like that. But still, it's like, it really helps uh, develop a sense of self and really understanding who you are, which obviously can change over time. And it's a great like way to look back and see how you have evolved as well. I couldn't agree more. Journaling is actually one of the fundamental practices that I do with my clients when we work together, because I really believe that without introspective contemplation of yourself, of your emotions, of your behavior, of your crushes, you don't know yourself. And if you don't know yourself, you're going to be relegated, relegating your behavior patterns to the unconscious realm of which you'll have no control. And I guess to wrap it up, I wanted to ask you, for somebody who, you know, let's say maybe they've only really been on CoStar or these apps and they want to get more into astrology or they want to learn more or they simply want to be somebody who can, you know, use this information for their benefit and not be a victim of astrology, you know, not be like, oh God, like, I guess I'm going to have a bad day because tomorrow's Mercury retrograde, but as a, right. but instead move into a place of empowerment. What is some actionable tips that you might be able to provide? Um. Well, first of all, like I said, use your intuition and like whenever there's a transit that's happening or you hear there's a new moon or something, uh, you can look for the actual information, what it means, and then see how that plays out into your life, not what someone tells you that it should play out into your life for. And then there's a lot of resources. Uh, there's books. Uh, there's this book called The Only Astrology Book You Ever Need, which I think is a great place to start with because it kind of explains everything. And if you have a, a general overview over everything, it's easier than to uh, interpret it. And there's also the Astrology Podcast, which I really love. And that kind of goes deeper um, into things. And um, there's an app that I use, which is called Time Passages. And I believe that is a bit more deeper than in understanding than a certain uh, more popular apps. Amazing. Thank you so much. If there's anything else you'd want to tell people about astrology, your work, or something that you're passionate about or that you're excited about, what would that be? Um, I mean, I believe that it's very important to um, just be your authentic self 
I don't know. I feel like that's what I want to do to say. And that's what my page is all about, because basically what it is that I do there, it's like my own journal that I've took, taken the journals that I had since I was a kid. And I kind of turned it into an Instagram account now. And I am using astrology as a tool to help me lay it out as a collective for everyone. And if you're, you would be interested in that, you can definitely uh, check it out. But mostly um, be on the lookout for information that resonates with you as well, like I said. And I would recommend everyone to get a reading with me or an astrologer that they resonate with again, because it's Love much it. more in-depth. <laughs> Love it. So for anyone who's into astrology, you guys can check out Saturn Revolution on Instagram. Definitely recommend getting a reading because like you said, right, you can't really begin to know yourself well enough simply just by looking at the star sign patterns, but really rather working with someone who has been an intuitive uh, channeler of this knowledge. Thank you again, Larissa. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me.